Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, guys. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to talk briefly about something that happened in Canada this week. Arthi and I just didn't get a chance to cover this while we were recording because it was a time crunch, but I do want to make sure that we continue to use our platform to bring awareness to things that are going on around the world. This week in Canada, a family was murdered by a white supremacist who decided to drive a car into them taking a walk in the neighborhood. It was a family of five, um, a grandmother, mother, father, their daughter, and their son. The only survivor is the son. He's nine years old, and he's lost his entire family because a white supremacist named Nate Veltman decided to murder them. And it's really important for me as a Muslim, as a Pakistani American, to bring awareness to what's going on and the fact that the representation that the Muslim community often gets on TV, in shows, in media, does incite and does promote violence by white supremacists against people of color, but especially against Muslims. This is something that we've been dealing with since, honestly, pre-9-11, but it's obviously gotten worse since then. And in recent days, especially in a post-Trump world, it's just gotten worse. So what can we do? I'm going to share some links in the description of this episode so you guys can donate to this family. Also, Riz Ahmed and a couple of other prominent Muslim actors and creators in Hollywood have created a foundation called the Pillars Fund. And essentially, the purpose of it is to make sure that there is funding and grants and fellowships awarded to Muslim stories so that Muslims also get to tell their own stories. Their narratives are not limited to cab driver, terrorist on a plane, shit that you regularly see on TV, and that our stories, the stories that Arthi and I often tell are given the same kind of light as everybody else's. So these are narratives that are important and it's these types of narratives that help the world see Muslims in a more holistic light rather than how we've been portrayed in media for forever. So if you're interested in donating to that, I'm adding the information there as well. Um, You know, donate to the family what you can. And hey, if you can't do either, just check on your Muslim friends, check on your Jewish friends, check on your friends who are people of color, because it's been a hard time for us. And um, sorry, this is a little bit of a downer, but I had to use the platform to talk about this. And yeah, that's the that on that. And Let's go on with the show. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Would you ever host a happy hour with aunties? Absolutely. Now that I am one, I would happily do that. Bali is 46. She's an auntie happy hour. She's, yeah. I don't know any aunties that are older than me that would go have a happy hour. Nobody drinks. Everybody I know is like strict vegetarians, strict no drinks, no nothing. Mm. Orthodox. 
It's really funny for me to watch these aunties drink Prosecco and eat quesadillas. Yeah. Something that is hilarious to me. Yes. But also I feel like they're very – they're very American. Yes. This is – like I just want people to know that like this is not what aunties are doing like in regular families. They're not drinking for sure. They're not having like cocktail hours. No. They're not having cocktail hours. They're not drinking. If they're going to each other's house, they're having chai and like – Samosis, yes. Yeah. They're They're having some fried Indian stuff (laughs) with some tea, and that's about it. And then they're talking about what was the, you know, big sale in Costco. Or, you know, do you have a coupon to Bed Bath & Beyond? That's what they're talking. They're certainly not saying the word penis. Yes. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) No. Uh, so this is this is again as in every other culture there are many many layers right yeah. this is the this is one layer of our society which is like upper middle class more than that wealthy and generationally wealthy yes these are not people that got wealthy in this the first generation Mm-mm. there's family wealth here yes so so we start the episode with i'm so glad they finally said it because i was thinking it all last episode is they talked Uh about the song monica oh my darling yes that's immediately what i thought of yeah when i saw that brian was dating a girl named monica yeah you know what i'm gonna do when i edit Mm -hmm. this episode i'm gonna put in a little clip right here of what that song sounds like because i want everybody to enjoy it it's such a banana song and the thing is like i know multiple monicas Mm -hmm. south asian and other that whenever they've ever shown up at an event and they're like oh here's monica some stupid corny uncle is like let me play that song and then they always (laughs) play that song It's like so corny, but it is really funny because that's also what I thought of. I know. So we open up at the Benny household and Brian and Monica are so cute together. Dr. Monica and Brian. Yeah. I don't don't know what she sees in him, but I I also know what she sees in him. You know what I mean? (laughs) So perfect. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing with this idiot? But like, oh, I see what well, you're doing. See what are you doing with this idiot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're so cute, and there is something really endearing about how much into his family Brian is, and how yeah. involved his parents are. I knew that his dad was Guyanese. I was like, he mm-hmm. has to be because yeah, yeah. So him, and then I love that his mom is always talking to him in Gujarati. Yeah, it's so cute, and it's all what she's saying because you guys. I don't know if CC does the, you know, the closed caption does the right thing. But what she's saying is like, my sweet boy and my, (laughs) my male friend, you know. Yeah, which is basically like fatty <laughs> yeah but she but it kind of co- closed captioning changes it to like oh you're a grown man like or something yeah. like that and i'm yeah, like that's yeah. not what she said okay, that's not what she said 
But she is calling him the way she talks to him like she would talk to him when he was 10 years old. Yeah, She talks of him that way. (laughs) I love it so much. Brian's dad tells a story about cutting up a coconut and then the duck. Do you know how to to shave a coconut? No. Oh. Do you? I've done it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I don't have a machete laying around my house. Do you have a machete? Not here, but in India, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every house has a machete in India. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I don't. I don't. But I mean, especially in the south, because we have a lot of coconut in southern India. So yeah, fresh yeah. coconut water and the meat of a coconut is like <sighs> just next Yum. level. Yum. 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 I've never shaved a coconut, but I growing up mm-hmm. and you would go to Pakistan, you always would have somebody give yeah. you some fresh coconut water. Yeah. And then you'd cut it open and you'd scrape the meat out with a spoon and eat it. Oh, yeah. You use the shell of the coconut to make a spoon. You can actually shave it off into a spoon and then use that as a spoon. Oh, nobody has given me that. I'm sure somebody did when they were young. I was younger, but I never noticed. Uh, It was so cute. I really like them together. This episode primarily is about Vishal and Lopa and Richa and Mm -hmm. Reshma and all of that. So we see a lot more of the aunties this episode. Vishal tells his mom about how he and Richa are broken up. Mm -hmm. And now what what do you make of Reshma? or I think she sees how Vishal has been suffering and she's trying to do the right thing by protecting him. What she has done is ended up protecting him too much. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he needed help a lot growing up and she was there and she was a good mother but she needs to let him out of the house and away from her and let him deal with the situation himself she's still uh, sort of protecting him by keeping him under her wings having him work with her so she can keep tabs on him and make sure he's okay do you think she wants to be on the show no not at all She seems miserable on camera. She is. I think she wanted to be on the show uh, when Vishal was sort of the lead of the show with Anisha, right? So Vishal was the one narrating the story and telling, talking about everybody in the show and all that. So he was the center of the attention. She liked that. But then after the last season and how she was received and how Lopa is the more popular one. Yeah. Right? Even though she's the meaner one, she's the more popular one. And so she, I don't think she quite liked how she came off. And so she doesn't quite, she's not enjoying it this season. I think so too. I think that she feels like she's made a mistake being mm-hmm. on the show. So- I think it, she also feels that um, the engagement being broken up and how Vishal was received by everybody in the social media, I think that has taken a toll on her. For sure. We get Lopa. Lopa is back. Lopa is loving every minute of it. She Lopa is, is like, she's like, I am very popular. Everybody loves me because I'm kooky. And you know what? I'm going to put that money down and get an apartment for when filming is happening. I'm in the show. I'm going to move here for filming and then go back to Memphis. But I will do that because I am the star here. So she's there. Why else does she have an apartment in Miami? There is no other reason why this woman brought an apartment in Miami. Why? Richard doesn't work there. No. How come Richard could, was having such a long distance relationship with Vishal for all these years? All of a sudden, now that they're broken up, she has she can work from Miami? It's 
amazing. Mm -hmm. This lady has the biggest dick energy on Bravo. Oh my God. And I love every minute of it. The thing is, if I knew that auntie in real life, I'd be like, "Mm, no, she terrifies me. I don't need to be around her. But on TV, I'm like, yes, give me more Lopa. I want more Lopa. The way she sat there as everybody was literally talking about Vishal and uh, Vishal's mother was sitting there getting being quiet and taking it in and just being humiliated. The smile on Lopa's face, the satisfaction, the giggle that she did when people talked about how he was sucking dick and that's what that's what <laughs> that's what Dylan said. Uh, and you, did you notice that small little squeal that she gave she, of joy? Okay, she was it was music to her ears. Yeah, okay, she was like we- I knew it about this yeah. boy. <laughs> So Lopa, Lopa, we see she bought her a place in Miami and now they did yeah. a puja at the house and they put Haldi <laughs> on the floors. Okay. Yeah. Did you do a puja like that at your house? Yeah. We did a puja in the house before we moved in. Mm-hmm. We didn't put Haldi on the floors. So no. <laughs> a lot like that. No. No. Maybe a dot on the door, but that's yes. about it. Haldi is like um, turmeric. Haldi yeah. is turmeric and turmeric is considered all purifying. Yes. So we use that in Hindu Hinduism, in all of our cultural stuff, we use that. And Muslims too. I mean, that's why the yeah. bride gets, uh, you know, obtained with yeah. khaldi, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's something that's important in our culture, mm-hmm. but it can have odd uh, reactions here. I actually really like the relationship between Lopa and Richa. Mm-hmm. Richa looks a little different. Like Richa looks a little like either her makeup got better or... Yeah, she went full glam. They she all did, did, right? She looked lighter. Did you feel like she looked lighter than last year? I think it's the makeup is for uh-huh. sure. Like, it's yeah. done differently. I felt that way about Anisha, too. So I think the yeah. lighting and the makeup is a little bit different. Yeah. But basically what we find out is Lopa has no time or patience for Vishal. No. And honestly, she has a good reason for why she doesn't like him. Yeah. So we have this the scene with Anisha and Richa and Richa explains to Anisha what the issue is, which is that basically her mom knows that she's a badass and she's a boss mm-hmm. bitch and she's concerned. You know, she's kind of concerned with the way that we talked about Contessa and Scott mm-hmm. in that Richa has what she needs and she's independent and she can do whatever she puts her mm-hmm. mind to. But in the moments when Richa is crumbling... Right. Will Vishal be able to pick her right, up? Right. And he won't be. Yeah. He won't be because he doesn't know. He is attracted to Richa because he is the one that needs help. And this attracts him to Richa because he sees her as her his protector. Yeah. Right? So he's looking at that. And in that act, he's telling you that he's not interested in protecting her. Yeah. Because he's not capable of it. That's why he is coming to Richa in the first place. Yeah. So he is not, uh, he doesn't have that in him. So he cannot switch from one state to another. He cannot no. do that. He will never be, he will never be able to do that. No. Unfortunately. He might no. do for a child, but he will never be able to do that for another adult. I do think it's important also to note that Richa is pissed because she thinks that Vishal is being too aggressive and too much. Yeah. And that's important to point out because everybody listening, if you've been defending Vishal since last episode because you think that Vishal was in the right for threatening to bash his face in, Dylan's face in, even his fiance thinks that he's being crazy because mm-hmm. he is, because it's yeah. psychotic. Again, he has a problem that needs to be fixed. 
not yeah. saying good or bad, but he need he has a problem he needs to recognize and then he needs to fix it. Yeah. Did you Dylan even wrote about what happened and he still offered uh you know said wish I know how much Vishal loves uh Richa and that he still wishes them the best. I don't think Vishal responded to any of that, did he? No, he did no. not because I don't but but you know Amrit did. Amr did make sure mm-hmm. that he used his Twitter to talk about talk on behalf of Vishal, but of course Vishal didn't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. By the way, we yeah. DM'd with Dylan. Dylan, yeah. if you're listening, please come on the podcast. We think he's lovely. We talked so about this. I talked about this a little bit on Housewives, uh, me and you and Housewives of Marvel 2 podcast that my issue I know personally with Vishal is that I know guys like Vishal because I grew up mm-hmm. around men like him. I know what happens when men are infantilized this way. Mm-hmm. South Asian men often are. And it, it's mm-hmm. very toxic, the kind of man this creates. And I can, I feel actually, I feel sympathy for guys like we talked about this I feel mm-hmm. sympathy for guys like Vishal because essentially it's a lot of his parents doing and parents overprotection that has created yeah. a man like him yeah. but I think my yeah. issue is that guys like Vishal who are just kind of skating by under their parents protection are treated like princes mm-hmm. whereas women who are single in their 30s mm-hmm. are treated like a burden mm-hmm. Vishal can go to a party with people 10 years younger than him and get drunk and nobody cares mm-hmm. and no one's gonna say hey man what's going on with you but women like anisha or women other women in their 30s are literally treated like we use the word bichari bichari mm-hmm. is like oh you poor thing like yeah they're treated like burdens to their families yeah. so yeah when i see somebody like vishal reacting to dylan not saying that vishal he never said vishal suck mm-hmm. dick guys let's just clear the record he never said that Somebody asked him, is Vishal gay? And he said, I don't know if he's gay, but I think that there is a Kinsey spectrum of sexuality that we are all on. And then he used different things to describe where in the spectrum you can be. Like there are men who call themselves straight, but they will say, receive a blowjob from another mm-hmm. man. And I think that is all he was trying to do is explain that there's different what levels. What the scale men. Yeah, what it the was scale like it, it, it had nothing to do with the Vishal on the first And Vishal, the fact that. that Vishal can't even say the right term, mm-hmm. it goes to show that Vishal doesn't even know what he's mad at. He's just he, mad at because the Because he didn't that- talk to Dylan about it. He didn't ask him about it. He doesn't bring it up. He just jumps down his throat. Exactly. And then the other thing is that I'm very sensitive to, and I can see Kalpana getting mad about it too, yeah. which is... You don't threaten a gay man with physical violence. You just, you don't. And we have to bring issue to this because you have to remember in India, being gay was a criminal offense. It was a criminal offense until when? Until last year. So you have to understand that saying something that aggressive is really hurtful and it's really Mm -hmm. scary. And it's scary even in America. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Gay men are attacked by straight men all the time in America. It is Mm -hmm. very common. All of those reasons are why we were like, Vishal is overreacting. And on this episode, we saw with the conversation with his mom, with Richa talking about Vishal's behavior, and even with Amrit saying, Vishal, do you think that maybe you're snapping at people because of your issues with Richa? Mm -hmm. Everybody is saying that. So it's not actually about what Dylan said. It's Mm -hmm. that Vishal is just unwell. Yeah. What do you think about the potatoes? Oh my God. Can you please, 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 please put away those 
statues. They are They're scary. so creepy. They are so creepy. And no, Indian people don't have their statues of themselves in their houses. Mm-hmm. Let's not just my house. No, man. This is no. Nope. 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 Just this like not like, not nope. every American builds a Versailles uh, is a queen of Versailles. Right? <laughs> they are not 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 everybody is a Jackie, right? Doing no. that. So no, we don't do that. That house is tacky as hell. It is, isn't? It? And it's like um, it's a huge, big house, but it's like filled with Nicknacks. hodgepodge of stuff. <laughs> it's like these statues, and there are furnitures that don't match each other, and it's like it's so it's desi. Like, it's, it's it's so desi, and it shows that there are multiple families living there too. <laughs> You can tell there's multiple generations. Your mother moved in. She moved in with her furniture because your house is big enough. So she brought her own furniture. And now your furniture and her furniture are clashing, but they're still in the same living room. Like every person adds their own little thing to every room. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And the more people there are in the house, the more hodgepodge the house is. Yeah, and the house is super hodgepodge. It's well lived in is what it is. And you know it's what? a home. That's it's a, it home. a home. It's it a home. is a home. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's not for show. It's not to entertain. It's to be lived in. And that's what we do. The statues are wild. They need to go. They need to go. <laughs> they gotta go. <laughs> the one with Sean. And he's like this tiny Sean. And he's like standing there <laughs> saying namaste. <laughs> the fact that they made her pregnant. And she had the statue made while she was pregnant. It's so creepy. And it's she's so like, creepy. And the, by the, the way. The points to her uterus and said that's where Dylan was <laughs> like this is like by the way the statues look nothing like them oh hers look like hers I thought I thought <laughs> well Kalpana has a very specific very face. specific buggy eyed face yes <laughs> no she is like she has the look of surprise she does she does look startled yeah she uh, does look startled startled is the better way Better word for that. She's startled. startled. Yeah. But um, how much I loved her. Okay, I was so I had seen clips of her last season, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Who's this thirsty auntie?" And this season, I'm like, "Oh, you're great." Because yes. she seems like she knows her assignment. She is like, I live in a huge house with a lot of people, and I need my own space. So I'm going to have an apartment that I just go run off to every once in a while i love that how awesome is that i want an apartment now i wanted a beach apartment for myself yeah not for everybody else nobody gets it just me and i go there every weekend by myself okay so as i've mentioned before on the podcast my in-laws live with me and now all my savings are going to go to one day having like a pied de terre they call it Mm -hmm. just a little place in the city that i can just go to to unwind I'm just going to be recording my podcast there. Yes. That's all I'm going to be doing. I'm not trying to do anything crazy, but, you know, I just got to get away from the house sometimes. I know she she was she was great. I loved her. She was awesome. I loved her scene with Lopa. Yeah, that scene was awesome. I loved her teaching Pooja how to make um, Kanvi. Was it Kanvi? I've never had Kanvi. Kanvi. It's like made with chickpea flour. And they, the way you make it is you cook it like to a certain thing where it becomes kind of pasty and then you cool it down and roll it into rolls. And so that's what Ooh. they had on their countertop. She had like a sheet of kanvi and the puja was like rolling them carefully into these little rolls that are yummy. Are they? Oh my God. I was like, never oh my had. God, is that how you make them? Okay. 
So, you know, because I'm Pakistani and we do eat a lot of meat, I've never had these like delicate mm-hmm. little Indian vegetarian dishes. Yeah. And this is very specifically Gujarati. Yeah. And you get it. You get frozen ones in the in the store now and you can just bring it home, heat it's- it up. But it's it's so there's so much more to Indian cuisine. And, you know, if we ever had Indian cooking show, we could we would have to explore all of that but India is so vast and the cuisines are so different that you really don't get it unless you have lived there and moved around is it like a pakora no it's like a dhokla oh it's literally a dhokla but not made in that cake shape it's made into little thin it's cooked it's to a certain different um amount of time and consistency so so is it like sweet is it like soft or crunchy it's super soft and it's a savory yeah yum yeah it's super soft it just like slips in your mouth oh okay yeah, it's kind of i want it now <laughs> okay puja puja <laughs> dylan come on the podcast puja please make some for us and send them over yeah um it's yummy wait before we talk about the auntie dinner though let's talk about anisha so she goes for this egg retrieval i love that she's talking about it i love that she's very open about it because we don't do that in our cultures yeah and i loved anisha's mom chitra's reaction to all of it yes and how she was so comfort comforting to anisha and saying you know you feel nervous but in a couple of years i'll be with my grandson and we'll be fighting about how we're going to raise him she's so hopeful she reminded me again of Gigi's mom Gigi's mom has been so supportive of Gigi having a that's a very good comparison yeah that's how anisha doesn't have a knife collection no she doesn't no Yeah, that's a really good comparison. I like it. That scene was so touching and so beautiful. The parents on this show are... Oh, man. They're so supportive. They're so supportive. And you know what? Yeah. Here's the reason why I love it. Obviously, I am... Like, I'm from here. Where you're raising, you know, Indian American child. Mm-hmm. I'm raising Pakistani American children. And I feel like... For our generation, it's different. It's like if our kids were gay, we'd be like, yeah, of course we support them. Whatever. Yeah. Like that's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of my face. Go. Yeah. Talk to me when you have a significant other to bring over. Like I don't yeah. care. Right. Yeah. But I think it's important because there are going to be South Asians that watch the show that don't think mm-hmm. the way that we do. And I loved yeah. Yeah. I loved like all of the conversations that these aunties are having on camera to normalize these things. Yeah. Normalize were- your daughter getting her eggs retrieved so she can put them aside so that mm-hmm. if and when she wants to have a child, she's ready to. And if right. she wants to have a child with a man or without a man, she can do that. Like all yeah. of these things are being talked about because these are the real life struggles of being an American, an Indian American yeah. or South Asian American growing up here. These are the mm-hmm. things that we think about that our parents didn't have to think about. Our parents just had to think yeah. about getting married and having kids and sending them to college. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really nice that these parents are just so sweet and so supportive. So just- supportive. I that conversation so much. was so I know that conversation was so beautiful and then the again the conversation at Dylan's house where yes. they were all sitting around the conversation for the most part was so beautifully done everybody was agreeing people shouldn't be threatening violence everybody yeah. was 
like concerned for Vishal. They were concerned for Dylan. They, nobody was accusing the other of anything. Actually, even though you know, uh, even though uh, Vishal's mother was feeling uh, some kind of way and she was feeling a little upset, they weren't trying to make her feel upset. They were trying to help Vishal. They were like, "We're concerned for him." Yeah. So even before the aunties get there, when the Patel family themselves are talking. And mm-hmm. they're telling, explaining to their mom what happened. Yeah. And Sean is telling them what's going on. Galpana yeah. is actually like, yeah, but, you know, it's not like Vishal to do this. So there yeah. must be something that's wrong. Her immediate, yeah. like, Sean was, like, very protective. He said something yeah. really funny. He was like, we gossip behind each other's backs. We don't actually fight, which is what yeah. we said before. That is what we do. That's yeah. our MO. Yeah. But yeah. Galpana is, she doesn't respond immediately in a way to be like, fuck them or whatever she's like yeah we've yeah, known yeah. them forever like why she's like what's Dylan? wrong with like, him what happened yeah like what would trigger him to do this it wasn't like yeah. a protective situation whereas like somebody yeah. like lopa would be like yeah well yeah vishal's if he's yeah. it, you know yeah and i love yeah. that galmina was like very protective and worried about dylan but also very understanding of what her friend's son might be going through i, I was like right she's a lovely person with startled so, eyes Reshma, and the fact that reshma had heard about it from michelle even though she was like michelle didn't come and tell me he yeah. didn't tattletale or whatever she did talk about it with michelle yeah kalpana had heard about it and had discussed it and they still, she still welcomed Reshma into the house. And yes. she didn't bring it up. She didn't, she only brought it up as a, hey, since we are all here, let me talk about it. And it was like Bali asking what happened. And then Bali, you didn't even hang around to find out what happened. You walked away. What is happening here? This is like, what's her face walk, going to pee when Monique and, uh, uh, you know, Candace was go- were going at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what she did. That's what she did. But before they even fight about that, I like the scene where the aunties are sitting and talking about, uh, about their mm-hmm. sons being gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amrit's mom, Bali asks Amrit's mom, you know, is Amrit going to get engaged soon? Is he going to propose mm-hmm. to Nicholas? Because she's so sweet. She says, I miss Nicholas. Yeah. I miss Nicholas in my house the most. I miss him the most. So imagine her, first of all, having that conversation openly with her girlfriends and their girlfriends understanding. It's one thing for her to be accepting, but her entire community is accepting to the point where she can freely talk about her son and his boyfriend and how she wishes they would get married. I mean, how sweet is that? That is just blew me away. I that know. Not only did she bring it up and talk about it, but everybody else was, it was so normal for them to discuss that. Yeah. And then Galpna talking about Dylan coming out to her and how at yeah. first it was really hard. And, and I think she says it really nicely. And I, and I think this is often what I think our parents go through, like our generation of parents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is that you have plans for your children and then the plans just change. And that's yeah. not easy sometimes to deal with. And I, I understand yeah. that because – Yeah, so much of growing up in a South Asian community, and it's not specific to just South Asians, but our culture is especially really, really big. Girls, especially women, you're raised to become a wife and then a mother and to raise good children. And raising a good child means raising your children where they're making money and then able to get married and have a family of their own. That's a that's a core. That's like your core conditioning is like you as a woman, your worth is that. 
your ability mm-hmm. to complete those things. It's changing, but it's changing, I would say. But yeah. it's certainly yeah. changing. But we have to understand that culturally speaking, that is what the conditioning is. And so yes. for yes. Galkna to sit there and say, you have plans, and then those plans just change. It goes to show you that she had to like rework sort of her wiring, rework Mm -hmm. her conditioning to understand that that doesn't have to be that way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and now she's setting up Dylan with all kinds of people. So (laughs) with even (laughs) the cousin. (laughs) And Dylan's like, you don't have to have kids. (laughs) She had a point there. But (laughs) I'm like, I don't know about that, but. And then when, <laughs> when Amrit's mom is saying, you know, we have to tell my mother about Amrit, he has to come out to my mother. Yeah, yeah. And Bali's like, why? Because that's what I would always yeah, think is yeah, like, why do yeah. you have to do that now? She's 90. She's 90 why would you want to? Yeah. But I think Amrit's mom has a great point where she was like, it's important to us that she understands what's happening. And I think that that's, I would think that it's easier not to say anything because then we don't have to make somebody uncomfortable or force them to have the uncomfortable conversation. But it's important for people to have uncomfortable conversations because how will they grow? Yeah. But I also understand from the point of view of Amrit is to say that my my grandmother is not going to be alive for long. But I don't think she re- knows the real me. And I, w- I don't yes. want her to pass without knowing the real me. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that's why he was saying it, but that's how I took it. That yeah, that's why no, it was I, I think that is what he was too. saying. Yeah, yeah, I think it was so lovely. And again, yeah. them being able to sit there and have that conversation mm-hmm. very openly. Yeah. But, you know, Reshma still can't talk about Lopa. She no. just wants to drink her lemon water. I think Reshma, if that situation, if Lopa hadn't come to that house, Reshma would have spoken up and explained to them what was going yes. on with Vishal. Yes. I think she didn't want to say that in front of Lopa. Yes. The point that Lopa was there to see this and hear this negative stuff about Vishal is what upset Reshma. It wasn't what was being said about Vishal because if it was being said without Lopa being there, then it was all being said with people who were truly had the best wishes for him. Yes. But Lopa being there is like, Lopa shouldn't have, Lopa already has such a low opinion of Vishal and now she's going to have even lower opinion of him. So that's what is bothering her. Yeah, exactly. And I think that Reshma is probably thinking like, Galpna, you're my friend. And here you are inviting somebody over who you know I have problems with. Correct. And now you're talking about my son, who you know she hates. You're giving her ammo. And Lopa is just sitting on the side eating it up. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. And doing it on TV. Yes. She had the most evil laugh in that moment. I was like, oh, my God. You are the best TV villain ever. (laughs) She's like. She's kind of like heavenly. She is like MJ's mother. Yeah, she is. She is like MJ's mother. That's what she's like. She's like MJ's mother. Plus, like except that she's not really torturing her MJ. Her MJ is kind of agreeing with her. Yeah, exactly. Or also, like she's got this sort of air about her, like this I don't give a fuck energy about her, like Erica Jane. Yes, she truly doesn't give a fuck. She keeps saying, "I don't care." 
I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. But you know, I think it was nice to hear what Lopa's issue is with with Michelle's family, which is a very real issue that once you get engaged in our culture, when you get engaged, the whole thing is that now the families get to like really get to know each other. Yeah. And that's been her issue this whole time, which is your family has never bothered to get to know me. Right. You've never right. invited us over. Right. You've never made friendships with us. And even at this mm-hmm. event, this play, even at this girls' night yeah. at Gulpna's house, Rachman doesn't even want to talk about the fact that Lopa's moved right. to Miami. There's also this uh, other layer, right, that Lopa left her husband. She divorced him. Yes. And she's a single woman. Oh, good and point. how is she being accepted or discriminated by the married women who don't quite approve of that? So would Lopa have been, would there have been a better relationship if Lopa's husband was still in the picture? Oh. Because would they have treated the couple like that? No, right? You know, they would have reached out and there would be a relationship there because it would not have been just Lopa. And then Lopa resents that she is thought of that way. Lopa senses that, so. I don't blame her. I think that's a real fear. And Lopa, last season, her issue was And who knows what she went through, you know, as maybe now they're more accepting, but when she first divorced her husband and was a single woman and she's so outspoken and so, I know everybody would have said, oh, she must have been such a, she must have tortured her husband and she's so strong-willed and that's why she No, they would have straight up said she, she can't make a marriage work. Who's exactly who's gonna marry somebody like that? She can't make like her. Work. Yeah, yes. that's the shit that they say about women. So like then that. she, yep. if she went through that, mm-hmm. and that is the barrier between her and Reshma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, makes sense. And I think last season they said that Lopa's issue was that when Michelle's brother got married and Lopa mm-hmm. and Rija came to the wedding, they never bothered introducing Lopa to anybody else exactly. in the family. Would they have done that if she was married with her husband standing right next to her? Yeah. Yeah. They would not have. Yes. The patriarchy would not have allowed that. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, people remember that when you're like, why is Lopa being so mean to Reshma? And you know, the thing is, Reshma might not even now she re- she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows. This is a woman with a lot of concern about etiquette and class and how people function, mm-hmm. and she is purposely doing this. And mm-hmm. she basically is doing the show because her annoying little son is making her do it. And that's the it's another income for him. It's another income for him. She mm-hmm. removes her exiting out of that party, cracked me up. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then she's like, take off yeah. my mic and get me the fuck out of here. But that's also the Daisy way of doing it. Like, <laughs> you and I would not stomp out. Yeah. And scream, scream and say, take this, I'm walking out of it. We would not do that. We would be like, excuse me, can, you, can I just, just no, escape through the back I door? would I at least pretend like I got a phone call from someone and I needed to leave. Yeah, we wouldn't say peeing. Yeah. Yeah. I would have like a doggy emergency. My dog just got ran over. Kind of like a <laughs> huge story ever. of some sort. Some sort of that that they could never, ever, ever stop me from leaving. <laughs> But then they'd come over and be like, Harold is here. And so is Bella. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, I had a third dog. How come you didn't know I had a third dog? (laughs) Wow. Are we even friends that you didn't know that I had a third dog? It's so offensive that you didn't know. He just died. How could you? (laughs) Wait, I have to. um, One more thing about the auntie sitting around and talking about their kids being gay and how their views Mm. have evolved. Kalpna says, you know, I have my in-laws accept that Dylan is gay, but they Mm. still make their side remarks. And my mother-in-law thinks that, oh, he's sick and that he's 
he if he goes to some priest in India that he's going to yeah. change his mind. And Amrit's mom says, 10 years ago, that's what I used to think. Yeah. And I've evolved and I've changed my yeah. mind. I was like, look at them being so transparent. Yeah. You know, even though we are making fun of Reshma and all of that, we still like her. They're so much better than most that, people that we see on Bravo. Yeah, yeah we like them better than nice most people, people we see on Bravo. And we like, we, them better than most, we like them better than most aunties we know in real life. Exactly. That's the most important thing is that this these are not normal aunties. You know, you know who's a normal auntie, auntie, unfortunately? Lopa. No. Anila's <laughs> mom and married to medicine. Anila's mom, yes. What's her name? What's her name? I don't know. Anila. Manjula. Something. Manjula, yeah. 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 Yeah, Manjula auntie is like a typical auntie. That's yeah. not the auntie we like. It did no. crack me up also that they're talking about Dylan, and then Dylan's like in the kitchen opening a bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> he's like totally, he's like right behind them. Yeah. He's not too far away. Yeah. He's listening in, totally listening in on that conversation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's so cute. I love him so much. I'm telling you. I know. When I was 19, I would have been in love with him. <laughs> He is so cute. He's adorable. And he's so funny, too. He is. He's very funny. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the party basically wraps up when Reshma <laughs> says, when you say penis and the sucking. And I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to wrap this episode with that. That's when, when she said that, this is when Lopa goes, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she was like said those words when you say penis and the sucking. I was like, <laughs> you know. And then I thought to myself, maybe she said it that way because in Hindi you would say differently. But then I was like, you would never say no. those words in Hindi. You yeah. would never say those words in Hindi. You would no. never. And it's yeah, no. That is the only way they know how to say oral sex. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just translated to Hindi and I I part threw up. I was like, no, <laughs> not those two words together. No, and they're like really vile sounding. Like they don't yes. sound nice. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh my god! I just realized what those words would be. <laughs> if you want to know what those words are, feel free to DM us. <laughs> You still would not get the full effect of it because it's only funny because we understand that. Yeah, it's so gross. It's yeah, uh, we don't. It is. Know. Yeah, but, we don't. We don't. We don't talk that way. But it just—it yeah. was like you know. I know that. Just these, okay. So the the closest I can think of no, the no, don't do it. Is, don't, is the word moist, right? <laughs> the the way you would feel about the word moist is how we are feeling about this particular word. <laughs> Ooh. No, thank you. Uh, but uh, it does, it's just so funny to me that, like, they're such progressive aunties. They're drinking. They got gay kids. They don't care. And then this auntie says the words penis and the sucking. And then they were like, no. 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 That's it. That's that was it. the end of it. <laughs> they were like, okay. Okay. That's how, that's how far we go on the progression trail. Uh, keep kept running up to Rachman going, look into my eyes. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere until you look into it. <laughs> and Rashma's like, leave me alone. 
She's so funny. She's so funny. <laughs> is like so adamantly not making eye contact. She, she goes, she literally says to her, I'm not going to look into your eyes. <laughs> and I just love that Bali's reasoning for running after her is that if her mom found out that Reshma and she yes. left the party and then she never went after her. <laughs> she would be in trouble. She would get one tight slap. Yes. That's a very specific way <laughs> of slapping kind of someone. Slap. Yes. Uh, yeah you know what yeah and the way that the girls pay attention slap yeah pay attention to the way the girls whenever they say one tight slap they kind of make their hands stiff and they put it right by your face when you're growing up your mom doesn't even have to say the words i'm going to give you a tight slap she just has to get her hand up and get up there (laughs) up there close to her face and you're like and you're like you're like no yeah I'm dead. No, I don't want the imprint of your hand on my <laughs> cheeks for the next seven days. <laughs> That's what's going to happen is I'm gonna, a couple of teeth are going to be knocked out if I don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not that we condone child abuse. That's not what we're talking about. I'm not saying that we means. condone child abuse now as we are not hitting our kids. Yeah. But I'm but saying we got hit as kids. <laughs> No. And we know how it feels. We can we can remember the tight slap. Yeah. And it sound it's can, even the words tight slap like make my cheeks hurt. I know. <laughs> the back of my neck is hot. From and the you know what? Of a tight yeah, slap. We are fine. We are fine. Even with all that that's not the abuse that bothers us and that's not why we go to therapy. No, the we therapy is for a whole other we kind of therapy for the emotional and verbal abuse. Hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Just like white people. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you listen to our episode tomorrow morning, which is gonna be on Real Housewives. This was so loopy. This oh was so god. loopy. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.